Hello and welcome to Eclipse Evolution Podcast, Episode 2. I'm your host, Savannah Rose Johnson, and I have my loyal sidekick with me, Miguel, aka Cuddly One, <laughs> with me, um, my little kitty cat. And so you may hear a meow here and there if you're tuning in via our audio streams. But either way, so happy to connect with you all today and to share with you what's on my heart. And so today I just kind of wanted to share and explore a little bit more about the themes of codependency. That's something that I've been in a recovery process um, for about eight or so months, kind of knocking on the door nine months um, with my codependent recovery. And honestly, it's one of the most challenging yet incredible journeys that I've been on. And when it comes down to codependency, I remember when I was told that that might be something I was dealing with um, through a couple different <laughs> therapists, our couples counselor, and then my own personal therapist um, mentioned that they both recognized themes of codependency going on with me. I remember hearing that and really confused at first because for me I've always been like Miss Independent like living on my own doing my own thing doing school and work and really busting my tail to have a lot of independence and freedom and so when I heard that I could be codependent I was really confused I'm like me like no that's no how me codependent please so that was really confusing for me, but more so when I um, started to explore what codependency was, I could not deny that, yes, that is, <laughs> that is me. That is something that I do. Um, and all codependency is, is it's just really heavily being influenced by other people or even um, like whether we want to be or not. So with that being said, there's lots of different patterns and compulsions that come along with it. There's um, there's control patterns, there's denial patterns, there's avoidance patterns, low self-esteem patterns, um, compliance patterns. There's all different elements to codependency. And a lot of times it's, it's rooted in kind of, I mean, dysfunctional households and families. Um, whether it's moderately or severely dysfunctional, a lot of times there's addiction present in the household of some sort. Because the codependency cycle is, it's a type of addiction cycle. It's a, like nicknamed as like a love addiction. Um, and when you kind of look at the cycle of addiction, there's the high, which is like, oh yeah, everything's feeling great, wonderful, marvelous. And then there's the kind of come down, like the, the crash and then it's a lot of doom and gloom and then kind of getting back working really hard to get back up to that that high and a lot of times when we're in that codependent cycle we convince ourselves that the reality of the relationship or whatever the case may be that the high is the reality that that's can and will be something that's sustainable if only we work hard enough or um or whatever the case may be whatever our patterns are but really that's not the reality. That's just the puzzle piece <laughs> to everything that's going on that 
very much a lot of times the other, the lower end of the cycle, the coming down and the doom and gloom or the work um, to get back up to that high norm. A lot of times, I mean, if you think of a puzzle piece, if there's four quadrants, puzzle piece, I meant pie. You look at a pie and there's four quadrants. If the high is a quarter of that pie, three-fourths of that pie is a lot of times more so what our reality is. But I mean, very similar to an addiction with a substance that the high is very compelling and something that we really strive for. And then the come down and the, the misery and the cravings and then sometimes acting out of character and or even going against values or the kind of logic that we listen to, et cetera, what we tell ourselves, how we justify it, whatever, um, to get back up to that, that high is, I mean, ultimately between an addiction with a substance or a person or even a thing like gambling or shopping or whatever the case may be. I mean, all it is is us trying to exercise control over how we're feeling. Um, and a lot of times when it comes down to an addiction of any sort, it's not even so much the thing itself or the feeling itself that we are craving. It's more so that we are wanting to feel different some way, shape, or form, just trying to exercise control over how we're feeling. And so that's like when I work with folks who um, like come to me for hypnosis, for smoking cessation, um, I'll tell them like, <laughs> we're gonna start with the stress relief session and, and an emotional regulation session, and then we'll actually get to the smoking cessation. And sometimes they're like, no, I, I'm not stressed out. Like. I don't need that. I just want to quit smoking. I'm like, well, um, why do you think you smoke? Like it's, why do you think that addiction's even there? Um, it's because it's, you're feeling something different. And a lot of times when it comes down to any old substance or whatever our vice may be, a lot of times we start to feel better just knowing that it's an option to do whatever the thing is, whatever that compulsive behavior is. A lot of times we feel better just knowing we can do that before we even do the thing itself. So like an example of this is like, let's just say smoking. Um, a lot of times we will, if we're starting to feel whatever that feeling is that drives us to want to smoke, even before we put that cigarette in our mouth and, and inhale and whatnot, a lot of times we'll already start to feel a little bit better just knowing okay, well, I can go to the store and I can buy cigarettes and I can X, Y, Z. As soon as we start to imagine and see that and feel that in our mind and body, the relief already starts to happen because we know that there's a solution. We can do something to change how we're feeling. And so with codependency, a lot of times it can be kind of confusing. Sometimes it's not very, <laughs> sometimes it is not simple how we go about feeling better. And when it comes down to, I think, ultimately what the codependency recovery process looks like is learning how to have a relationship with ourselves. Because the basis of codependent recovery is learning how to have healthy relationships with others. And that really starts with that relationship that we have with ourselves. And so something I just wanted to bring up is starting to kind of change maybe the language that we use 
when it comes down to spending time with ourselves. Because I know for me, when I hear the words like, I'm alone, it doesn't always feel good. Um, like our loneliness is like, I'm lonely. I'm just I'm by myself. I'm alone. Um, it, it just can imply like a sadness to it or like it's a bad thing for some reason to be by ourselves to be alone, whether that's like not having a partnership or a relationship or just even spending time with ourselves. So that's something I've had to kind of learn a new definition for spending time with me, working on that relationship with myself. Because a lot of times in the past, at least when I was by myself, it wasn't a happy thing. I felt I felt really isolated or I felt like I couldn't relate to anyone or I felt like no one wanted me around or um, wasn't safe. So being by myself was a lot of times something I didn't have choice over or if I was by myself, I was just sad for some reason or another. And so, which you might be thinking like, well, if you were sad to be by yourself, like why did you work so hard to be independent and live alone? Because that, even though I was by myself during that time, it was my choice. So I was exercising control over how I was feeling. Yeah, like I'm maybe by myself. But at that point in my life, it was the more comfortable thing for me. It was one, it was my choice to be by myself, but two, it was in my mind at that time better than being with other people because other people just caused me too much stress or too much pain or too much drama or whatever the case may be. So it was just safer for me emotionally to be by myself, but I didn't actually enjoy it. I know I did a lot of different things to numb the emotions that I feel during that time. Because even though it was my choice to be by myself, a lot of that stuff that I've been dealing with for a long time was still there. So whether that was like, like partaking in a different substance, like drinking wine or smoking marijuana or um, even just like always having on my comfort shows. So like constantly having TV on, like as soon as I'd get home, I'd turn the TV on or music on because I couldn't just have it be quiet. It made the being aloneness that much more palpable. But as soon as I had that wine in my hand or as soon as I had my show on, I felt comforted because it was familiar because even though there wasn't anyone's presence with me, Monica and Chandler were basically like <laughs> company hearing that dialogue in the TV show. Um, the characters that like I've watched a million times over have become so familiar. I'd rather just have that in my life because it was something that was predictable. It was something that I had just, again, become so safe in the familiarity. It wasn't healthy, but it was familiar, which I think um, sometimes understanding that those two are different uh, is good to know that like you know sometimes what's familiar sometimes what's the norm isn't always what's healthy so just a thought um but yeah but with codependency it's it's sometimes it's so challenging to be by ourselves and that's something that i'm grateful for this recovery process because it's taught me how to learn 
to enjoy that, to embrace it. And now I'm almost at this point where I, I crave it <laughs> in a way where it's, I love having time to myself. I am learning new ways of making that something that I don't, I don't just tolerate it, but I actually enjoy it. And like doing this, for example, making these um, videos and podcast episodes is a way that I'm learning how to enjoy this time with myself, this relationship with myself. And something that um, has also been helpful for me is becoming aware of the language I use specifically um, when it comes down to like that expression, like taking time for myself. Because I've kind of realized when I say like taking time for myself, it implies I'm taking it away from something that makes me feel guilty um, or like I'm being selfish. And so something I'm trying to change is like, I want to give myself some time. I need, I, I want to spend time with me. Um, Cause that's something that I struggled with, with my relationship, my, my partner and I living together was, I knew I could feel <laughs> that I, I needed time just with me and away from him, not necessarily from anything he was doing, but just because I'm an introverted person, I need that time to, to daydream and just listen to music and be in my own energy and process my emotions and do something creative, whatever it is. But because of the codependency, I felt like I couldn't ever not be with him or I couldn't, like if we were, if he was home and I was home, I had to be spending time with him, which that wasn't healthy for either one of us. And I thought that by like, quote, taking time for myself, I was taking something away from him or taking something away from the relationship. But really, that's what any relationship needs, friendship, romantic relationship, just anything like relationships with our family, like that time for ourselves allows us to be our best self. And then when we do interact with those people in our lives, we get to show up consciously. Cause I know at least for me, when I'm stressed out, I get really irritable and I get overstimulated easily. So even though my partner wasn't doing anything bad necessarily, just because I was not giving myself that time to do what I needed to decompress and process just any little thing you would say or do, but just irritate me. And then here I am like lashing out at him or trying to control him or whatever, when really it's nothing to do with him at all. And I had to acknowledge that it's all me. I need to deal with my own stuff. He's not responsible for how I feel, but I am. And I, I'm also not only responsible for how I feel, but I'm, I'm responsible for working through those feelings and taking care of myself. And so that was a really tough lesson to learn. But I'm so grateful for it because it empowers me to show up as my most authentic self. And also it allows me to not have to, I guess you would say like, I mean, it just allows me to sustain balance to sustain and to live and participate in, in my life in the way that I'm, I'm truly meant to. Um, 
And I'm grateful for that because before I I feel like I would, um, if I was overstimulated, that irritability or anger or whatever it was, I mean, it's a protective emotion. And so it would come out as a way to try to get me that space, but it would come at the cost of my partner. I would lash out at him. And so learning how to listen to my feelings and, and ask for that ask for my needs just to, to communicate and let them know like hey i need some time to do my own thing like love you um but i'm gonna take an hour i'm gonna take this evening or whatever the case may be so he's still responsible for communicating that um but also just making it a part of our regular lifestyles is something i i encourage like for me monday night is like my night to do lots of different things that help me just feel balanced and and care for. So moving forward in my week, I can carry that energy with me into all my interactions. Um, and I think too, like when it comes down to the language piece, understanding that when I give myself time, it's not a selfish thing, but rather it's a selfless thing because I then can be my best self with the people that I care about. I can operate consciously rather than from a place of habit um, or compulsion. Um, And that's so empowering and freeing in a lot of ways too. And also too, I think it's really important when we give ourselves that time to know it's not taking away from the relationship, but rather it's giving to the longevity of the relationship. It's, it's allowing that relationship to become and to be sustainable. And that's something that I definitely am grateful for as far as my relationship goes is I know he's going to take care of himself. I can take care of myself. So that way, when we show up for each other and take care of each other, it's a conscious choice. It's a way that we can demonstrate love rather than it come from a place of pressure or obligation or feeling trapped, but rather it's something that when we get to do it consciously, we get to do it with that much more love. And that's something that I think is really special to experience. But first, it's about having that love for ourselves to know that we deserve and are worth that time. And even if it feels weird at first, it's just because it's unfamiliar and it's just about making it a part of our life, about committing to that consistency. And just as you know, we often will schedule like date nights for, for couples like who schedule date nights to keep that relationship a priority so life doesn't boss us around and get in the way. Honoring ourselves in that very same way, honoring that relationship with ourselves in that very same way by making that consistent time, doing the things that we love. And it doesn't always have to be giant, enormous things. Like sometimes I just have to lay on the floor and listen to some music and daydream. That's that's my <laughs> time with myself. But that's just, I don't know, that's what I like sometimes. So um, it doesn't always have to be the same thing. It doesn't have to be anything remarkable or profound. Um, But you may find that it is in the simple things that profoundness is found. 
Um, but I think that's really what I want to leave you with, is just to kind of explore your life and your lifestyle and to see where maybe that relationship with yourself is asking for you to give it that time and that energy and that attention because it is always worthwhile, this work that we do for ourselves. It gets to be transformed and, and influence every other thing in our life. It all starts with ourselves. So just know that you're worth it, that your feelings are worth that time and space, that what you want, what you need is worth that time and space. And I just hope that this has made you a little curious about how you can show up for yourself. And of course, I welcome any connection, any questions, any comments, any remarks. Don't be a stranger. I'm happy to connect. But with that, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening or watching. And I hope that you have a great rest of your day. So please take care and bye for now.